Daft About Craft, the Craft Beer Podcast. Welcome along to a special edition of Daft About Craft, the Craft Beer Podcast. It's an episode with a difference, because this isn't one of our normal episodes. This is what we build as being our cheese and wine episode we were going to release over Christmas. Now, it is the last day of Christmas today, because it is the 5th of January, so I, I think I think we're okay here, Dave. <laughs> it's very much technicality, but um, really? we did, we did, we did still want to do cheese and beer. It's just for various reasons, it couldn't quite come out probably when we ideally would have wanted it to. But that said, there's still no harm in having cheese. There's still no harm in having beer, and there's still no harm in having a catch up. So absolutely. So this is our this is our catch up with beer and cheese, and um, then you'll have our next episode in a couple of weeks with all the usual goodies. But um, yeah, we did this last year, didn't we? We um, we got some cheese and beer and just tried to pair some beers and cheeses together. Most people think of wine and cheese when you think of alcohol and cheese, but there's far more beers out there than than, than wines, which makes it you know a great idea to do. Probably just for disclosure, we would have loved to have done this episode with a cheesemonger, and hopefully next year we might be able to get the gentleman that we had lined up for it. But it just calendars wouldn't match up. Just very busy time of year. He was so busy. He was wasn't very he? busy. We yeah, were, he was super busy. Our schedules just yeah. just couldn't meet, could mm. they? But he was super enthusiastic to do it. So what we, I was thinking, maybe we should do this at Easter rather than Christmas. Yeah, why not? I mean, there's never a bad time to have cheese, so. We can always do it. We can always revisit it, and um, it's definitely it's definitely something we will keep doing. Mm. Again, this this year's not quite happened how we wanted it to, but that's not to say it still won't be fun. So no, it should be. And I do gotta got just say I love the word cheesemonger. You never hear the word cheesemonger these days. No, like fishmongers. You don't. don't. The, the the monger as, as a term is not available. Yeah. Apart from maybe a warmonger, but that's unfortunate. And we should just tell people that we're doing something quite different with this episode. This is going to be put out tomorrow morning, so Friday morning, as live. So no ed- minimal editing. Uh, we, we're we going for no editing, so any literally anything could happen here. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You can see and hopefully not pick up, but you can work out perhaps if the beers that we drink do take an effect the longer we go into the, the record. Yeah, so. well, I've got a couple of a couple of beefy <clears throat> ones here, saving the strongest one until last. But, yeah, it could get messy by the end. Um, I've actually got about six beers because I thought it might be nice if one of the combinations I've chosen doesn't work to then try something else to see if it works. So we'll just mm-hmm. see how it goes, shall we? Right, so Thursday night, Christmas is nearly done. My Christmas tree's down. Uh, well, actually, we had two or three of them, and they're all down now. House is looking a bit, bit empty. What a great way to end Christmas with a nice beer and uh, cheese selection. So, what what have you got first, Dave? You can kick us off. I should have had a look back at what we did last year, but I know for a fact that lagers and whatnot do go well. I still, luckily, had another lager kicking around in there, and it is from our friends Malt Coast, who I actually used as a brew to me. So I've got Malt Coast Lager, 4.8%. Now, the cheese is a bit anonymous now, unfortunately, because I can't, I've lost the label to it. It's a soft cheese. All these che- all three cheeses that I have all came from Tesco. Cheesemongers are available. And it's a soft cheese. It sort of looks a bit like brie. It came in a little sort of hexagonal dish of its own, quickly, like, Turning into a puddle. Should we call it brie? We can call it brie, although it's not brie, but it... It's brie-esque. It smells stronger than it tastes. Does your room stink uh, of it cheese? It does smell a little bit. It's... Ooh. Yeah, it smells... Or- well, it, I'm now nose-blind to it. When Katie walks through the door later, she's going to be really annoyed because this is where her office is. <laughs> but it's... Yeah, I mean, it's sort of already melting on the knife. So what what what, you, what what strategy are you are you adopting here? Is this the uh, cheese first followed by beer, or beer then cheese? So that one I've gone cheese then beer. Now that has, that's gone just so soft, very salty, and that's why I figure a lager is going to cut through absolutely lovely and keep it nice and sessionable. I nearly suggested we play a game of word bingo before we started, and I was going to bet that the words cut through appear, and there they are, first beer. And that does cut through. That's great. That's a nice lager as well, actually. It's um, it's quite hazy. And who was that? Malt Coast. Malt Coast. They're based in Norfolk. I found them last summer when I was up there for... It was 
Yes, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't 2022. It was the end of 2021. I found them in a beer shop in Sheringham, and they're actually based oh, at Wells Next to Sea. They did. They they had their own malt. I want to say they grow their own malt because they're based on a farm. Yes, that rings a bell. Now you've said that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm very happy with my combination to start off. I could easily all the cheese I've got left, which is not not a terrible amount. You're going to eat that, aren't you? Well, I do have two other cheeses, and I don't want to fill up and have horrible cheesy dreams. So I will be responsible. But um, no, my dream. combination's very good. What what have you got to start with? Uh, we've just got me thinking there. I've been dreaming all sorts of weird stuff recently. Really weird dreams. Do you suffer from cheesy dreams? Because I definitely do. I suffer a lot from weird dreams. Whether they're cheese-induced, I don't know. I don't think I actually had much in the way of cheese over Christmas, just thinking back. No, I didn't. I had a um, I had a stinking cold, which is only just now going. I know a lot of people have been afflicted the same. There's an awful lot of stuff going around. And I, I really couldn't smell brilliantly over Christmas period. So cheese and everything that goes with it wasn't that actually that appealing. It's only been the last few days where I've actually fancied having cheese. I'm just looking for my bottle opener. Now, see, this, this is going to be actually in the episode. People wouldn't usually hear this because it would be cut out. What gold for the listener is Dave wanders off camera to go find his bottle opener. You can possibly hear him rattling around in the background trying to find it. But anyway, while we wait for it, oh, he's got it. But while we wait for him, do, by the way, if you've had good cheeses and good beer pairings over the Christmas period, do let us know. And we can always take them on board moving forward for future episodes. Right, I'm back. So I've got French French goat French goat's cheese. So what we want, I think, according to my research, is something with a bit of sweetness and a bit of tang. And the experts, and we're not pitching ourselves in experts as experts in beer and cheese by a long shot. But the experts say uh, German-style Pilsners, American-style Pale Ales, Triple Saisons, Golden Strong Ales. So quite a wide spectrum. Um, I'm not having any of those because uh, I'm making up the rules myself. I'm having a Brett-aged cherry and apricot sour. Oh, wow. From our good pals at Dolphin in Reading. Oh, Okay. Now, I had some of his beers over Christmas, and they were sensational. Every one, and I had quite a few, every one was at least a four-plus and untapped. So, so good. Uh, a couple of stouts as well of his, which were amazing. And I'm hoping this will go quite well with this cheese. So let's, I'm just going to pour out the beer. This is called Trooper, this is. It's 7%. So starting fairly big. Oh, look at the colour. What a tremendous colour that is. Isn't that amazing, that colour? Yeah, that's actually, you may as well be doing beer and wine because that looks, looks like a red wine in a glass. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It really mm. does. There is some sweetness and there's a most certainly a definite twang with this. So I'm hoping this is going to work work quite well. Let's have a go. I'm not a massive fan of goat's cheese, actually. No, I'm not. I would never pick it. Well, I wanted to try and go for something that I know I didn't have last year and I know I didn't have a goat's cheese last time, so... Thought it was a good place to start. Mm. Oh, my goodness. That's sensational. The beer or the cheese? Look, together, it's perfect. Mm, mm, mm. Like I said, given I don't like goat's cheese, that beer helps the cheese along very nicely. They're a great match. As you know, I do like my sours. And I just wanted something that would marry up well with a, with a sour. Oh, that, that, that really fits the bill. We're not doing any crackers or anything like that. It's just the cheese. So uh, we're just shoveling hunks of cheese into our mouth, essentially. <laughs> It's a good job you can't see us. So how was Christmas for you then, Dave, what, apart from your stinking cold? Yes, not bad. It was... Uh, disjointed isn't the right word in, in some ways, but it, it kind of... Like, Christmas Day, we were at my parents', which was lovely. Christmas... Uh, Boxing Day, sorry, we were at Katie's dad's, which was also very nice. And we had a few days off in between and then saw Katie's mum a few days later as she'd been away on Christmas. So we did three separate Christmases. And they were all really, really nice. But I don't know about you, but Christmas for me, I, I one day is almost enough because it's such an indulgence of a day. And then you just, I always feel like as well, for me personally, come the end of the year, I'm just tired. I found myself doing a hell of a lot of sleeping. I didn't, and I wish I had. But you, you sort of, I sort of thought, oh, I feel quite good going into this. And then like the week before I started to get that cold and then 
it all just sort of passes by in a little bit of a haze. Absolutely, with that, with that, yeah, it, it just goes, doesn't it? And I do remember the second Boxing Day evening. I felt so uncomfortable from food and and beer. Did I didn't like- have masses of beer on the Boxing Day. I probably did indulge fairly on Christmas Day, but then just feeling so stuffed and uncomfortable and. I did have a good time. I don't want to sound like I was moaned my way through Christmas. I did have a good time, but it is just, you forget just how rich a period it is in that sense. So are you saying you had three or four actual Christmas dinners? Uh, No, I had two. I had two which you would have been able to class as like, or certainly a roast, a roast and a Christmas dinner. And then the, the other day was like, cold stuff but there was still jacket potato and there was still roast meats and stuff so it was still pretty heavy it's i say it sounds like something out of a a, a, a sort of 1980s comedy doesn't it where somebody's going around trying to keep mm. everybody happy and having loads of different meals one after the other uh, the, the other thing i've noticed as well without sounding too old is like five years ago i would have had no problem doing all that i might have felt a bit sort of full but you know i could yeah. plow on but now i'm like oh one night, and I'm fit to burst almost. Yeah, it's rich food. Yeah. What about drinking? What did you? I didn't. I I drank a fair amount over Christmas, but not a huge amount. No, I wouldn't say I drank a huge amount at all. I had fair chunk on Christmas Day, and then Boxing Day, I I think was relatively steady. And it, there was actually a couple of days off in between as after that as well. So. Not masses. I, like my my fridge is still so so full. Mm. I I have not made a dent in it at all. I've got a I've, I have got both fridges are actually really full. I've not made a dent. I had some good beers. Don't get me wrong, but I I didn't make a dent in it at all. What about you? We I had those wild beers for Christmas Day with with the meal that I suggested mm. on our mm. twelve beers of Christmas feature. They were excellent. And in fact, I think on Christmas Day, I just ended up drinking just what beers from wild because i'd bought a load and also my mom got me their 10th birthday box which which had got 10 different beers in we all know what's happened to wild since uh Mm. in the last month or two so it was sort of a bit of a trip down memory lane with some of their beers because there's all sorts of styles from years gone years gone by that they've released previously but some brilliant beers in fact i've got i've got one of them here to have with my next cheese which is a hay-infused pilsner. Mm, okay. But I'll go on to that in a minute. What, what, are you, what are you going for next? Beer or cheese-wise? I don't know, either. Beer. Let's go beer. What you have, What's your next beer? So, okay, so the next beer I'm having is... Uh, this was actually a beer that I didn't have lined up to do this with, and then it was a Christmas present, and I thought, well, I'm going to have to now, because I talk about it so much... Or I talk about the style oh, quite a hold lot. Hold on, hold on. Is it a Rausch, is it a Rausch beer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got one as well. Oh, brilliant! Um, yeah, so mine is the original. It's an act- it's a Schlenka, but this is a Doppelbock. So it is eight percent, and it is yeah smoked, beech smoked. Oh no, sorry, oak smoked. So it's an oak smoked Doppelbock, and. I am going to pair this with a cheese called Morbier, okay. which is hard cheese. It's along the lines of your Edams and your Gouders. It's not fully hard in that sense, but it's a um, – that was very partridge. It's um, it's it's a bit more like a Leerdammer maybe, but the, the thing with Morbier is it has a line of ash, I kid you not, that runs through the middle of it. Ooh, wow. Yeah. So this this is Smoke City then? Yeah, this cheese has the honour of it absolutely reeks, but it smells terrible. It just smells like sweat gym socks. That's the nice. unfortunately, it is appalling in that sense. I had these cheeses out at Christmas at Katie's dad's, and Katie's sister uh, was rather horrified by it <laughs> and constantly referred to the smell coming from the table when we'd all sat down away from it. Excellent. Which was which was the cheese? It wasn't your sweaty socks. No, it's an incredibly pungent cheese. Now it actually doesn't taste nearly as pungent as it smells. So you know when you get that blue cheese sort of resiny, not quite sour, but a bit off taste. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So it does that. That's what it tastes like. It doesn't taste nearly as pungent or powerful as it smells. 
Look at him, what an animal, drinking straight out of the bottle here. Crikey. Well, because I haven't finished my glass of my lager. We're, <laughs> this is the joys of live recording. We're actually going a bit of a pace. Um, oh, that works beautifully. The smokiness goes over the top of the cheese and wraps it all up, and it's, oh, that's glorious. I'm very happy with that. It's not a smoke overload. No, so the ash isn't smoky in that sense. The ash is sort of quite... You know when you can sort of taste bonfire in your mouth slightly from from being at one, not yeah. from... Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's what the cheese is like, is that kind of hint of it. And then the beer itself is far fuller, and it's got that lovely smoky nose, and it all just marries together. I think we're quite good at this. Even from last year. I know the last year the best pairing we did was when we did the barley wines. Yes, I was thinking about that earlier. So I went to the fridge and I saw there was, I'd got a few barley wines. I thought, no, I shouldn't really do that because we did it last year. Mm, I, I looked at a barley wine as well and didn't on that basis. But that works brilliantly. So that is Morbier cheese, M-O-R-B-I-E-R, and a Schlenker Doppelbock. I would recommend that to anyone if you like smoky beers, smoky taste, a strong smelling but not necessarily strong tasting cheese. I think that all works really, really well. Mm, excellent. I'm just looking at the list of cheeses I've got here. Well, I've sort of done a few notes in front of me and the cheese is actually on the plate. And, I, you know, I said I'd got this hay-infused pilsner. Yeah. I think I actually brought that up to have with the goat's cheese. Um, <laughs> so I'm so I'm going to have it with the goat's cheese now. So I'm going to pour a bit out. Oh, okay. But I've opened the beer anyway, so I may as well now. So... Yeah, the, the dolphin sour went beautifully. Uh, that was called Trooper. Beautiful, rich red colour. Brett-aged cherry and apricot sour. Real tang to it. Works really well, that goat's cheese. And this beer now is called Hey June, uh, a hay-infused pilsner from Wild Beer, celebrating their 10th birthday. That looks more orangey on screen there than it actually is, Dave. It's quite pale, actually. Okay. Uh, let's, see what, let's see what this tastes like. Crisp. I think the main thing is, do you get the hay? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, yeah. okay. I was about to say, you know what to expect from a pill, so it's light, crisp, refreshing. Mm. That has definitely got like a, yeah, hay, I suppose. Well, yeah. So so what does hay taste like then? Mm, perfume isn't the right word. That makes it sound horrible. Imagine you you standing in a meadow and you're sort mm. of breathing in the sweet aromas of nice sort of meadow flowers rather than pig droppings and stuff. A little bit of sweetness to it. That's really lovely, that, that is, actually. Yeah, it's kind of perfumey and sweet. The merest hint of perfume. It's, um, well, that's quite remarkable, actually. They say here it's a light, hazy pilsner, delicate notes of freshly cut grass combined with herbal aromas for a crisp, satisfying finish. Brewed with hay harvested in June, which is famous for being the best. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely like no other Pilsner I've had before. Now, Which in the, itself is a compliment. Yeah. Now, let's see what it tastes like with a bit of um, French goat's, goat's cheese. When you were saying about hay and that sort of visual and that, all I had in my mind, which is because I was I watched it all so I could then watch the Christmas special again. To, so it's I was fully up to date. Exactly. Was it, did it look like, or does it, smell like one of those visuals that they do in the fields around me, essentially. Yes. Like, a lot of those visuals that they use are very, very close to me. I, I get oh, a lot that... of pangs watching Detectorist because it's I know so many of the locations that really? they use. Oh, wow, it's immense. What a great series, isn't it? It is, although, and for those who've, who've watched it, hopefully you can chime in on the on the sort of comments when we release this. And if you haven't, do watch the Detectorist if you want some sort of... Yeah, it's very good. It's, gen- um, it's gentle, isn't it? That's the thing. Gentle humour is, is a great way of putting it. But I thought the Christmas special was a bit rushed. They could have done a whole series on what they tried to cram into an hour. And it <clears> was just... It, it It's the same with so many Christmas specials. They just never quite hit the notes, do they? I know what you mean. Yeah, it does feel as though they could have spun it out a bit longer and had... You could have maybe got another... Yeah, maybe another six episodes out of it. I, I think easily you could have done... I'm not going to do spoilers if 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 you haven't if people haven't watched it, but I thought there were easy ways and means to make that a whole series, and it's a shame that they seem to think that's the end of it. But maybe that's just because you wanted another whole series. Oh, absolutely! I like I say, I binged all three series and the specials in in anticipation of that one, and I got a lot more out of the episodes. Mm. 
the humor is so much more subtle in that and there's a lot there's a lot better stuff having said that it is still very much uh, worth the watch oh yeah no it is worth the watch if you're a fan of the show it's still worth watching there's still some good moments in there but it's just a, it's just a case of what might have been because it was just so lovely to see. So a lot of it is basically shot in Framlingham, which is uh, 15 minutes away from me, really. There's another pub which features in Series 2 in Offord, which is, again, very close to me and stuff. And there's a lot of, a lot of the shots that they use are, are sort of all around here. And if you just want to see the Suffolk countryside at its best, if nothing else, watch that because the shots they use for the where it's all filmed as superb. It is beautifully shot as well, isn't it? It's tremendous. Mm. really is. Well, anyway, back to this pairing. I think mm. it works because there's a definite tang to this beer, but I think, for me, the sour is better with this che- this, this particular cheese. Interesting. Which, wasn't, which I couldn't find recommended anywhere. They were recommending uh, various experts on the internet were recommending... The Pilsner style I've got here, but I prefer the sour. But that's maybe that's just me. There's no right or wrongs in this. No, not at all. What would you pair the Pilsner with now, having had the goat's cheese? If mm. you could now pick, well, you have other cheeses available. I've got, a, I've got, <laughs> I've got a load of cheeses. I could just pick one at random and try it, couldn't I? Uh, generally, the rule of thumb is sort of harder cheeses go with more of your lager styles. So, tell you what, I've got here. I have got a. Mustard infused. I think it's a cheddar. It doesn't. Like, I can't actually see. Mustard infused cheddar. Now that might work. It might do, wouldn't it? Let's try it. I've got a smoked gouda downstairs, which I also should have put with the double bob, but that might have been smoke overload. I'm going to hold fire and not go find it. But um... let's just try this. Hadn't planned to do this at all, but here we are. Mm, that might be a better match, you know. Okay. That's nice. That is. It's going to look like it had mice in the loft. It's all sort of bits of... <laughs> bits of big lumps. Bits of rind just sort of <laughs> thrown around. Lumps of cheese with bits nibbled out of them. What's been the best beer you've had over the festive period? Has there been the one that stood out? Because I know you've actually... You did get you did go out and about, didn't you? I did. I'm just trying to think back where I went to. Well, you went to Daya. I did go to Daya. I tell you what, went to the tap room, Daya, in Cheltenham, with our neighbours... Uh, Jason and Elise, who do get quite a few mentions on here. Now, this is interesting, Dave, because you met you met them when you came up here last year, and they were just Jason was just getting into his craft beers. Yep. Just before Christmas, he bought twenty four cans of Daya for Christmas, and also I think it was twenty four cans of uh, various attic beers. Okay. So he's he's converted. He's fully converted from a years from a year ago when he he didn't mind sours. Actually, he wasn't that keen on pails and that, as I remember. No, but both him and his wife uh, live in the pails, specifically Dea, steady rolling man, that sort of type of thing. One of their daughters also now, if we go out, she will have a steady rolling man. So, Brilliant. So interesting. So we, we went down to Dea thinking that these beers would be right up their street, and they were. What fantastic beers. Drinking Dea at source is immense. Mm. But I have, not a complaint, but just... Something to note, when we went to the tap room, the volume in that tap room, oh my goodness. Not from people drinking. Oh, are we back to it being too loud like it was at Dark and Wild? Yeah, I mean, but not with death metal. This was right. noise from children. I don't mind this at all, it, usually, because hmm. my kids come along come along with us to a lot of tap rooms. But God, you just, just did seem very loud in there with kids. You're Well, were these kids old... Younger than yours. Yeah, they were younger, and they're sort of running around and playing hide and seek at the corner. And mm. I don't always want that when I'm having a beer. No, I I am inclined to agree with you. I think I think that's fair enough. And I, this isn't a go at Daya because it's a beautiful space. This is last time I went to Daya, it was the the smaller tap room they had across the trading estate. It's a, it's a great space. You can see all of the kits. You, you know, it's lovely. It's really well laid out. I, I didn't. I didn't necessarily want my afternoon accompanied with. Um, the so it's more an observation on parenting than it is Daya. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because obviously, you know, Daya have opened. They've opened up this tap and think, yeah, we can get loads of families in and people with dogs, which is you know, it's all great. And I love to see somewhere that will have kids in and dogs. I if they don't allow children and dogs, I always think mm, that's a bit weird. I don't really want to go there because I've got both. But it was just. Yeah, more more a reflection on parenting styles. Yeah, um, 
letting kids run wild. Would you ever do that, Dave? Would you let your kids run wild in a tap room? No, because I think if you're there, you're there because they're old enough to either sit with you for a bit and you get that, you know, they're not sitting with you for an afternoon session unless, of course, they're over 18 or something. They're going to have about half an hour to an hour's limit on how interested they are in this and then you move on. Yeah. And it's just a little break and a little bit of a treat or they're that bit older and you can contain them or they're too, or they're all, they're super young and they're just asleep. Yeah. That's the best, that's the best scenario. I remember when ours were super young, you know, you could go to a tap room or go to a party or whatever and they're just asleep, don't they? It's great. But if, if they're sort of, if they are a handful and they're running around a lot on that, then no, I don't think I would personally. Right. Well, what shall I do next? My next one is a Roush beer. Now we've made we had no conflab about this prior to recording at all, have we? Nope. So this is pure fluke that you had one and I've got one. And I'm, I'm amazed you're having a Roush beer. Well, the way I did this was that I selected the cheeses that I fancied eating tonight, and then looked for beers that would go with them. So I'd got a a smoked cheddar in front of me here, and mm-hmm. I thought, what will go with this? Roush beer. And this is my pals at Torside. Now, have you had this yet? I don't think I did. You have, haven't you? I've had this beer and it is brilliant. Yes. It's, it's as close as I can say to... Or maybe I did have it. I can't remember. Belenka as I can. From a British brewery to produce a smoked beer like this is incredible testament. It's a great beer. You won't be disappointed with that. So this is Franconia. Mm. Which is just having a little look. Six, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, oh, five point two, five point two percent. I'm just thinking maybe I did have this because regular listeners of the podcast will know that uh, Chris from Torside was coming on the podcast. Came on the podcast. He came on the podcast, <laughs> and uh, after he came on the podcast, I spilt a barley wine over my computer and lost <laughs> the audio, so he never actually did come on the podcast. He does make exceptionally good beers. This is really, one. Of, really does. This is one of them. I'll pour it out now. Over uh, over Christmas, um, Dave, I saw Dan and Sam from Copper Beach, and Dan brewed a smoked beer for bonfire night. They did a pop up bar at a bonfire, and he brewed a smoked beer for it. And he's now canned what was left over. It was excellent. It's, it tastes like meat. If <laughs> do you know what I okay. mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was superb. Exactly how I think this is going to be. That's really good. Mm. <clears throat> it's oh my goodness! It smells a bit bacony and a bit porky, mm. and then tastes a bit like that as well. And I, this is going to be superb with this cheese. We went uh, and played mini golf with Copper Beach <laughs> over uh, Christmas. Amazing. So there was me, my wife Lisa, Dan, and Sam, and our kids who weren't running around screaming, and I won. Where did you play? This was, was it an outdoor or an indoor course? It was an indoor course in Worcester, and I won by one point, and then they all accused me of cheating. I mean, I wasn't even keeping the score. Okay, so, uh, uh, yeah, well, okay. I'm always accused of being a cheat. Whatever I play, whatever I win, oh, you cheated. Did you cheat? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. That feels very <laughs> much like you had the chance to... Oh wow! Yeah, that is that cheese complements that perfectly. Isn't it a good beer though? Mm. I could get into these. You know, when we first started this podcast, I wouldn't even. No, you were... dismissive isn't fair, but you were not interested in <laughs> no. those, those style of beers at all. Give me a lactose laden sour over a Roush beer any day. At, uh, back at that time, but how your taste changes and matures, I guess, over a period of time. There's so much to be said for smoking a beer. It adds so much. And in that vein, I'm having another smoked beer. Is this just because you want to, or have you got another cheese to go with it? I do have a cheese to go with it. And also, when I had this beer at the start of last month, I immediately thought this will go well with cheese. And this is when we went to Bruges. So we went to Bruges, and I, I had this beer on the first night we were there. At Cafe Rose Red. So, for those of you that go to Bruges or haven't gone to Bruges, I highly recommend it. It's just off the main square. It's pretty easy to find. It's great. The beer selection, as as with pretty much all bars in in Bruges, is incredible. And I'd never heard of this. And this is a beer called Charbon, 
which is a smoked vanilla stout and it's 7%. Now, I don't actually get much vanilla, but that doesn't matter because the smokiness on it is so nice. I almost feel as though you don't really need or want the vanilla either. Exactly. It's it's very different to the Doppelbock in the fact that the Doppelbock's quite sweet, the Schlenker one. And this, well, sorry, this smoked stout is dry. It's smoky, but it's dry, and you just sort of want you want to keep coming back to it. And when I had it, I was thinking of this episode we were going to do, and I wanted to pair it with the cheese that I probably like the most in the world, which is Epos. Okay. Which is, if you like cheeses that will essentially collapse upon themselves if you leave them in room temperature for long enough, Epos is what you want. It looks bad. It smells even worse, but it tastes so good. It's so mellow. It's so rich. It's so creamy, but it, it looks appalling. Like, it's, it, it, it's sort of, yeah, it looks awful. It looks, it looks like, like a bit of looks like brain. Cottage cheese. Like. Yeah, it's fair. It is an awful, and it, it stinks. Like, I have to have it in the garage in Tupperware. I had it I had it in the fridge last year in the garage and it still made the fridge smell of that cheese for months on end. Goodness. Like it is pungent as pungent can be, but it oh the taste is so good. How does it go with the beer? You should see his face, he's absolutely loving this cheese. I'd forgotten how good that is because I did have a little bit on Boxing Day, but this was when I was very full and also suffering with a cold and I didn't really didn't really appreciate it like I normally do, which is why there's so much left. The first cheese that I had is a soft cheese and it's salty. This is like that times a hundred. It's, oh, it's wow. sort of that version on steroids, but it's so full. That beer looks awesome, by the way. Mm. Lovely, lovely colour to it, and a nice, nice head as well. Interestingly, now with that, I get the vanilla. Not loads of it. It's just oh. on the sort of underneath taste. So you didn't get the vanilla when you had this in Bruges, but do you think the cheese is helping to bring the vanilla out? Possibly, because I've had a lot of salt on there with the cheese, because the cheese is quite salty. And this actually, yeah, just comes through. It's almost like it comes through on the head. Like, just in that initial bit of it, you get a little bit of sweetness, and then it just goes in. And it's not actually quite as smoky as I remember it, and which isn't a bad thing to pair with that. I think, actually, if I had... Well, I can have a Doppelbock. I've still got some left. I think if I had the Doppelbock with the cheese, it's going to be too much. There's going to be too many contrasting and competing flavours. That, because it's so subtle, works really nicely. Yeah, if you you get the chance to get hold of this, it's, um, as I say, it's called Charbon, C-H-A-R-B-O-N. It's so worth it. It's such a good beer. And like everywhere in Belgium, you go in... I, I bought a bottle of it at home. It was about three euros a bottle. It was insane how cheap it was. Oh, wow. Tremendous. Well, I'm still nibbling on this smoked cheddar. It's, this is insane, really, because I've got, I've got three different beers open now in front of me at various stages of completion. I can't even share these beers with Lisa because she's doing Dry January. Oh, is she? Now, she did it a, few, a couple of years ago, and she was irritable. Moody, bad-tempered for the whole month. There were no noticeable health benefits. She didn't sleep better as a result of it. Um, she 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 had nothing to show for a month of no alcohol at all at the end. What What's going to happen here is that usually I would share these beers with Lisa, but now I've got to drink them all. So I'm going to be having even more units than usual. <laughs> and she's going to have none. And I, yeah, yeah, I tried to persuade her earlier before we sat down to record this that, you know, she really needs to come and have some of these beers, but she wouldn't be swayed. So, yeah, dry January it is. Lucky Saints all the way. I have done dry January in the past, and I did find the benefit of getting, like, a slept way better. Well, that's that's really interesting. But that is going back a few years now where I think my intake was probably quite a lot higher, so I think right. I probably saw the benefits more. I would think now if I did it, I would not see the benefits nearly as much. Like I say, we're recording this on January the 5th. Prior to today, the the last drink I had was on New Year's Eve, early hours of New Year's Day. So I've gone sort of four days without a drink. And in those four days, I have slept appallingly. Now, conversely, 
the last drink I had before we did this on the fifth was on the second, where we sort of thought we'd tie a bow on the Christmas period. So Katie and I went out for a meal on the bank holiday Monday evening, mm-hmm. and I had a couple of pints, and I've had nothing since. Now I have actually slept better than the two nights oh, before tonight. Interesting. So. Interesting. I think that could have also been a slight reduction of stress levels as well, because as you know, well, you only recently know, you only found out yesterday. This is, um, is this the big news, Claxon, Dave? Yeah. I so te- no, no, I, te- I teed you up. For you this d- about I know five you te- I know you teed me up. I know you teed me up. But um, no, so the 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 big news on my side of things, and obviously Katie's side of things, is that we will be having our first child in july which we are this now, delighted and excited about this is incredible news but you know um it's spell disaster for the pod but well, it's not i think i think the pod will be a, a welcome it'll be a release. welcome release i think you're exactly. fine exactly yeah um Never have two people. No, that not never, but you know, two people want a child so much as these two. This is a tremendous news, really, really is. Yeah, it still hasn't. Yeah, it's, it I mean, it's the start of all your troubles as well. But oh god, yeah. I mean, it hasn't sunk in whatsoever. We had we had the twelve week scan a couple of days ago, and it was great. Don't get me wrong; it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen and experienced. But I still had no concept of what. <laughs> what is going to hit me in July? So just roll with it. Just roll. I've done it twice. Just roll with it and just. But when they're old enough, man, don't let them run around day as tap room making a run. Mm. I hundred percent agree with that. I mean, I've I've seen it enough in pubs and tap rooms and stuff, and you just think, I get it. You want to go somewhere nice and have a good beer, but at the same time, you have to be realistic. If your child is going to be a nightmare you get a takeaway beer and you go home and drink it yeah. and you just have to accept that it's not going to happen. I mean, the, the sort of behaviour isn't exclusive to the craft beer world, obviously. No, you see not it, at all. You see it all day, every day. And you're going to be, your your senses are going to be so heightened now in the next few months, you're going to be watching what other parents do with their kids. Massively, already is. Yeah. Thinking, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Look at them, look at them, look at them. Only for someone to be probably looking at us in a few months' time going, oh, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what does 2023 hold for you? But I think you've just answered that question. Yeah, exactly. It's tough because obviously I want to and will keep on top of all things craft beer as much as possible. But come halfway through the year, it's suddenly going to, everything's going to change. Yeah. So, so I don't really have any predictions or things I want to try and achieve almost because it's 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 all a bit watch this space what about you i hate that question you know a few people have asked me oh what, what are you gonna what, what's next year i've no idea no idea I, I i read something on twitter today and i read a lot a lot of nonsense on twitter and it was a post from somebody saying it's okay to go through life without any ambition without wanting to achieve achieve anything but just to potter along and experience different things along the way. And I thought, that's a lovely, refreshing outlook. You know, we don't all have to have these great ambitions. We can just have experiences as we go. I like that idea. I think in a way, like, the experiences that you have, they're not ambitions, but they're still, it's still a life well lived. Like, the amount of places that you go on an average year compared to most people would stack up like very, very favorably. Like you do an awful lot. Yeah. Well, we try to. And I think you get a lot out of that. You know, you get a lot of experiences out of that. You get a lot of tales to tell and things Mm. you'll remember and things you've done. I think so. And that for me is almost enough. Just carry Mm. on doing that sort of thing. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We, we all get one chance at this, so we all may as well do it how we want to do it. When Lisa announced she was doing Dry January, she said, why don't you do it? I said, why would I want to give up? She'll say I didn't use these words exactly, but it was words akin to, why would I want to give up one of the things that brings me the most pleasure in life? But it's not just the beer that brings the pleasure it's the going out to various places we've never been Hmm. before meeting different people being in social situations all that sort of stuff that's what i get the pleasure from and you know if you're not drinking you're not going to do those things are you so why would you want to give them up no and i think that also feeds very nicely into what we're actually doing for our next episode which will hopefully be with you on january the 23rd 
which rather than being a normal episode in the sense of having all of our features, it has one feature, but it is the the feature done to the max. Mm. And ho- hopefully it's something I think, given the reaction we had to putting it out there, we're going to do more than once. We'll sort of maybe try and make it a semi-regular thing. And we're, we're basically going to do a brew to me spectacular to reinforce triannuary rather than dryannuary. Our brew to me feature we have on every episode. Have we done that since the very start? I think we have, haven't we? Mm-hmm. So this would be the third year of it where we try a beer from a brewery, brewery we've never had before and we tell you what it's like, tell you a bit about the brewery. And Dave put out on our Instagram account, are there any, any breweries out there you'd like to see on our brew to me and we were inundated with people wanting to try different breweries that we'd ne- in many cases we'd never heard of them it was awesome i think that was the the most engaged post we've ever done it was also the most eye-opening post as well because we've chosen three each but we could have chosen six each oh, possibly even nine each yeah, like easily. it was in- it was incredible how many breweries are out there that people just don't know about and like we would Without tooting our horns too much, we would sort of know probably more than most. Mm, but we still didn't know a lot of these that were mentioned to us. There were so many names came through, and it was like, I, I have no idea who these people are and everything. So, so what we, we've done, we got in touch with a lot, with uh, well, three each, so six in total of these breweries we heard about. Sometimes it was uh, customers of those breweries recommending them. Sometimes it was the breweries putting their names into the uh, into the arena and putting their hands up. And we got in touch with them, and we've got their beers, and we'll be trying their beers. But also, we've got somebody from each brewery with a voice note to tell you a little bit about themselves, their backstory, and their beers and what they do. So it should be really, really interesting. All this at a time where each day you wake up and look at Twitter, and mm. another brewery has gone out of business. So. We're trying to do a positive spin on that, aren't we? You know, saying there's a lot of good stuff happening out there as well. There's loads of breweries opening up all the time. There's new breweries. You know, I think I read somewhere the other day that, oh, I can't, some terrible stat about pubs and breweries shutting down. And yeah, it is at an alarming rate, but there's a lot of good stuff happening as well. And I, I think that too many people are focusing on the negatives at the moment in the craft beer world. And that's not very nice for the people still in it and trying to make make a make a go of it. So we want to provide some positivity, and hopefully this feature will do that. Absolutely, yeah. I don't think I've got much more to add there. You've put that brilliantly. Just that there are so many breweries out there that people don't know about because they're probably just operating on a scale where they're happy hmm. and they're turning a profit. They're doing something they love. They're giving a product two people and the people enjoy it and everything which essentially is what craft beer is about and to be able to shine a light on on that so perhaps you live in an area and we might we might feature a brewery that's close to you that you don't know about and if you go try their beers then that's job done Mm -hmm. and if you like them even better but there's so much good beer out there and there's so many good breweries out there as well but it's just nice to try and show as many as we can and that's sort of where we are i think with the podcast now yeah we are all for showcasing breweries that in the whole people don't often know about i've got to tell you this dave's door has just opened and his dog has just walked in which was very timely actually because dave's dog is called otto and one of the beers will be featuring on this brutally yes. special is called otto isn't it yes so that is otto and Otto is brewed by Hand Brew Company, who I had absolutely never heard of, who very kindly sent me a lot of beers and glasses and have been a pleasure to talk to so far. Can't wait to try the beers. But they're just an example of like, here's a brewery that, you know, have a whole range of beers, all canned, all ready to go, all the glassware's there, and it's just like, no idea they existed until we did that. So I can't yeah. wait to try the beers. Yes, they do a beer called Otto, which is, I believe, a 4% stout. And of course, that is a beer that I'm going to try. I've just realised why Otto's come in. He can smell the cheese, can't he? I think so. He loves <laughs> cheese. He, his nose is going 10 to a dozen because he can smell it all. I don't think it's very good for him to have cheese like this, but he. <laughs> oh, look at him. He'll quite happily try it. 
He must he must be keen for it because he shoved the door open. Yeah, which is un- it doesn't usually doesn't usually do that. No. So you'll get, like I say, you're getting a glimpse here of stuff you don't usually hear on the pod because we're not editing this in any way. It's whole. And Dave goes to find bottle openers. My dog walks through yep. doors. I mean, it's, you know, it is cutting edge. Usually this sort of stuff would be edited out for slickness, but we thought we're going to do something different and, and just give you the full taster of the, the Daft About Craft experience. What Which cheese is he eating, Dave? I'm going to give him a tiny bit of Morbier without the ash middle. Oh, nice. Oh, he's absolutely lapping that up. So Otto massively approves of Morbier. He's not having any more because he will be sick, but um, <laughs> that's, that's gone down well. His eyes are now on stalks as he's sort of watching everything. Excellent. You don't get this in any other podcasts, do you? <laughs> no. No, you don't get border terriers trying to eat cheese. <laughs> Otto, no. So whose turn is it? It's yours. I've done my three. You have one left to bring us home. What have you got? Well, this is quite a special one. First of all, Dave, I will show you the glass this beer is going to be poured in. Now, for the listeners. So, my initial reaction was, oh, that's a Belgian beer glass, but it's not. It's not. Because it's lower. It's yeah. actually a glass for a cocktail, I think. Yeah. Now, what sort of cocktail could you imagine in there? Now, I would have a dry martini in oh, there. Oh, look at him go. Am I right? Well, espresso martini. Oh, okay. Oh, brilliant. So, yes. So this was the beer on our 12 beers of Christmas that I said I should end with. And it is is the collab between Left Handed Giant and New Bristol Brewery, the Salted Caramel Espresso Martini Stout. And this was the one that I said would, if you had on the last day of Christmas, after you'd taken your tree down and the house was bare, this would be a lovely pick-me-up going forward into 2023. So this is the beer I'm going for now. And what cheese are you pairing it with? Stilton. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because apparently, oh my goodness, that smells fantastic. It smells very sweet. And as you'll know, I'm not a massive fan of really sweet stouts, but there's something really good about that. It smells a bit like a oh, like a crunchy bar. Oh, I do love a crunchy bar. I haven't had a crunchy bar in years, actually. So I poured it out into the martini glass. Yeah, okay. So no head, basically. That pours pretty much jet black. I am just going to move it away from the computer because we don't want any technical <laughs> failures. And, uh, yeah, just a Stilton to go with it because apparently stouts, blue cheeses perfect marriage Mm. no that makes sense now i wish i'd had a blue cheese on boxing day because the best beer i had over christmas was actually a stout and it was a parking stout oh oh whose was that Uh, it was a collab it is called parking at the moon Ah, good ah it's a full circle collab with tartarus so it's a 12 and a half percent stout and it the more you got the can out in the open and, and it was sort of able to breathe. The more more parking you got, sort of got fuller, richer, a bit more gingery, mm. a bit more treacly as well. So that was really good. But there is a thing of having Christmas cake with Stilton, isn't there? So yeah, is yeah. This, this is the sort of route you're going down. Oh, this does smell amazing. I've just had a little bit of cheese. I never really got Stilton's, but more oh, and more. Oh, I love Stilton. More and more. That is awesome. Right, let's try the beer. If that doesn't bring a smile to your face, nothing will. That's, that is superb. Is that the beer or the cheese? And both. That, that combination again is, is is excellent. Oh wow! I look. I sort of got a few notes in front of me saying that the salty and creamy experience of a Stilton marries really well with the sweetness of a, of a of a stout like this, and which get, makes sense. I get that completely. Oh my goodness. Got to say that after the new year, I've had the I've had the whole week off work. So I had Christmas off work, and then the first week of January off work. And people say you get the sort of January blues and all this cold and rainy, and the, not much to look forward to. It's I do find the beginning of January quite quite um, difficult, difficult mm. I think to deal with. But then all of a sudden. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying alcohol and beer is the answer to uh, all of our problems in the world, but all of a sudden alcohol and cheese is. All of a sudden, you have this wonderful combination of food and drink, and that does make you think. Oh yeah, mm. that that's nice. That's that's a real pick me up. 
Well, it's funny, you were saying about um, your day of tap experience, which obviously sadly was marred by the kids, but the beer itself was great. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, goodness me, steady rolling man at source, just my broom at source, just great, great beers and awesome. Well, in Ipswich at the arcade, who have been mentioned before, we have a day of takeover, which is, oh. I would argue, has been happening for weeks because they had they got a lot of stuff in on keg by the looks of it, and they definitely went through some of it in December. But they officially announced today on their Insta that the takeover is happening. Well, they didn't give a date, so I think they're still going to just keep drip feeding Daya as much as they can. But I know for a fact next Saturday I am out in Ipswich. Football? Probably before and after the game is going to be spent holed up in da- in arcade for Daya. So. Your ridiculous team lost me a bet the other day, Dave. No, I'm not surprised. Quickest way to lose money, bet on Ipswich. Who, who, who were they playing the other day, a few days ago? Uh, Lincoln. Lincoln. It was Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, there you go. Oh, actually, I knew there was something I wanted to ask you about. The darts. Dave is a big darts fan. Mm. What did you make of the... Uh, the best darts match ever played? The best darts match ever played just a couple of days ago. Arguably, yeah. I mean, there might be people screaming at me if you're back from a couple of generations before, but I've I've also seen some of the 90s stuff, and I, was, I watched Painter Taylor in, I think, 2002, that was. But this was... This was another level. Like actually, Katie, who will stomach me watching darts, but does not like it, was actually really into it. Like we we stayed and watched it, and she was into it as I as I was watching that because it was two players playing at the height of their powers, and it oh. was just a great sporting spectacle. Yeah, I didn't watch it live. I've seen the clip subsequently. Wow, and the atmosphere yeah. as well. The atmosphere was great, and it was also really great. This is such a side bar but it was really great because it was people there who wanted to watch darts like you get a lot with the world championship so you get you get to dress up and you get to drink a lot of beer Mm. and you make a lot of noise and i've 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 been and i've done it and 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 it's great like it's really good for that but when it gets to the crunch time at the end of it it's it still ends up being sort of purist like people might be dressed up but that crowd for probably about two and a half hours would just watching what was going on because it was brilliant and they were just thoroughly engrossed and it was just an enthralling match. Like, that was brilliant. It's interesting, actually, because beer and dogs mm. go hand in hand, don't they? Absolutely. Although none of these will because, I mean, yeah. maybe my Malt Coast Lager you could get away with, but even then, probably not. It's going to be big fizzy yellow there because you, you're not really concentrating on what it tastes like. You're just throwing it either in the air or down your neck. So. <laughs> There'll never be a time when craft beer is available at darts matches. I mean, I could see, and this is this is craft in inverted commas. I could see like neck oil making yeah, it there. Yeah, that was what something. I got in my head. More and more now, I'm seeing neck oil appearing in big pubs that you wouldn't expect. I know it's yep. not. I know it's debatable whether it's craft anymore and all that. But it's nice to see it. And if I go into a pub where they've got that, I think, oh yeah, you know, they're thinking about me a little bit. I can have this rather than that, some yellow that's- liquid. That's the thing, isn't it, now? Because as much as we sort of poo-poo it and I'll never I'll never choose to have it, is it better to see that on a tap than it is a tap of Carlin Carlsberg oh, yeah. Foster's me, yeah. San Miguel? Yeah. And then if you see that, you just think, oh, okay, well, that's all right. It's a token offering, but yeah. I'd rather have that than nothing at all. If I go into a pub and I just see the familiar branding of those big names, it's an mm. instant turn-off for me and I... I'd rather leave than have a drink. But if you, at least if there's some neck oil, there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel, and that, that gives me a bit. Probably of a, means you're there for food. Yeah, usually that is the case. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But- yeah. And I'll tell you what was interesting. We went just before Christmas to Britain, Britain's Ooh. oldest working cinema, which is in Birmingham. It's called the Electric. Ooh. You can go in there and you get table service. They bring your food and drink to the table to, to your seat seat service they bring they, and they sell attics intuition pale ale in there brilliant how fantastic is that what did you watch elf ah <laughs> great choice <laughs> um we always go to this cinema every year it's one of our traditions and uh we take the kids we've been doing it for years usually we watch home alone or home alone too but it was elf this year but to sit in in a in an old-fashioned cinema drinking at craft beer that's no, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome that's yeah superb. An attic, this is interesting, right? 
my wife Lisa went on a train recently to Oxford, I think it was, and when the the little trolley came round uh, with your food and drinks, they were selling attic beers on the trolley. Really? Yep. How, pl- how superb is that? I mean, fair play to Attic's mm. uh, marketing department because they've got that sewn up. That's yeah, superb. whoever's doing that is getting them in all the right places. That's very impressive. I mean, yeah, trains around here, it's going to be your local offering is going to be tins of Adnams. Mm. I mean, uh, which is understandable because they're the big players oh, around there. Got, Green King are the biggest uh, well, players around here, sadly. Oh, dear. Yes. But, you know, how amazing to go to a cinema, to go on the train and have a craft beer offering at your yeah, seat. Yeah, well, I mean, that is the equivalent, though, of me going on a train from Ipswich to Stowmarket or something, bearing in mind they are based near Stowmarket, and seeing burnt milk cans. Maybe it'll happen. It'd be great to see. It's the first I've ever seen of a craft beer on a train, so maybe that's the mm. start of a new trend. Well, I mean, it's a, good, it's a great way to have a captive audience. If you, say, for example, going back to what we were talking about, if you're in the Gloucestershire area and you're on a train and you get steady rolling man in the can. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. it's a great train ride, but then you'd think, God, that was a good beer. Mm. What else they've got? Like, you'd have a look, wouldn't you? Well, because you can... it's that kind of beer which stops you to think. If breweries jump onto this, you know, there's a mm. end of possibilities because it's a completely new audience, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's an audience that would not largely think of it as well. So mm. I've got to say this Stilton and this Stout is... That is some combination. That is superb. We seem to have done very, very well on our pairings. So just to sort of... Either we're very lucky or we know what we're talking about. I think it's the former. Or we've just drunk them very quickly and they're all great. But just to remind, so I had, to start with, I had Malt Coast Lager and then I had the Schlenker Doppelbock and then I finished with Charbon and I'm not going to embarrass myself with trying to pronounce the brewery that is from, but it is just called Charbon. If you if you look for that, you'll find it, and it's a smoked vanilla stout. They were the three beers. Now, you don't need cheese to have any of those three beers. They're all really good. Do you think the beers taste better for the addition of cheese? I think certainly Charbon did. That was the one that stood out the most, actually. That really, really worked with Epos. The Doppelbock, possibly actually having it with the, the Morbier, heighten the sweetness on it mm. well, got- and now I, now i've stopped eating the cheese and just having the beer it's not quite as sweet oh, okay so it definitely brought out different characteristics mm. i think there's a lot to it and i i i've said this to you sort of before off episodes that i think the increasing pairing of beer with food and cheese is going to go from strength to you, strength you've been banging this drum for a long time and more if of- i had a lot of money i would have a restaurant where you would have yeah food and then you would have a beer menu to go with it but it actually the beer would be treated like the sommelier is and it would actually be someone who's done the sort of Cicerone mm. exam and then you, you've got those people who can pair it all together and give you a whole tasting menu but I think that's coming yeah. I, my guess is it's probably there in America already mm. if not and, and it's going to get here in a few years time but that's my big thing that I think will happen oh, I'll win the lottery Dave and do it I need to win the lottery because I've got got a lot more to pay for, see. But, um, yeah, if I could, I'd love to do something like that. I think – and if anyone's out there and they think that's a great idea and they've got the money to do it, please do because I think – Yeah, we'll jump in on that. I think it it works. Now, the beers I had, just to recap, my first one was Trooper from Dolphin. Now, Dolphin are very small scale in Reading and their beers don't get out much past there, but, my goodness, if you can get hold of them – this was another example of Andy's brewing skills. He is superb. His beers are superb. And this went really, really well with the French goat's cheese, as did, although not quite so well, was the Hey June Hay Infused Pilsner from Wild. Then I moved on to a smoked cheddar with the Roush beer from Torside, Franconia. And the one I've just finished with was a Stilton with a stout from New Bristol and left-handed giants, their espresso martini stout. And I've, th- I've thoroughly enjoyed this, Dave. It's it's been really good. No, I have as well, and hopefully, hopefully, those of you who are listening to it have as well. I appreciate it's not quite our normal style of delivery, and if you don't like it, do say. But equally, if you don't mind it, because I think sometimes when we are a bit more conversational, it probably works quite well. 
not that we're not normally, but when it's sort of Dave's not able to edit like he normally is. I mean, I could edit, but I just, I just thought, let's, yeah, we'll just, we'll just let's let it try into the wild different. as is. So, and and I think, I think maybe people might go for it. People might like this, but if you do, if you don't, let us know, and mm. uh, yeah, maybe we'll think about it going forward. Um, what else have we got to discuss, Dave? Before we sign off, anything else? I don't think so. The only thing I just want to say, we we touched on it already, and just to plug it again, is the Brew to Me special coming out on January 23rd. We really hope you like this one because we're really excited about it. The breweries that are involved seem really excited about it as well. And also, it just looks like something that could really work because it seems like there's so many breweries out there. Like We always make, make the effort every episode to go find people but then, then as soon as we asked everyone else, it turned out there was loads out there. So yeah. we're really looking forward to shining a light on more breweries. And that's something we really want to do moving forward in 2023. So if you have breweries that you think we should be featuring, do let us know. And if you have things you want us to be doing as well, do let us know. So we will see you on January the 23rd. Thanks so much for streaming or downloading this episode, which was recorded on the 1st of which was recorded on the 5th I'm not even going to edit that out which was recorded on the 5th of January 2023 our very first unedited episode something different from Daft About Craft we'll see you in a few weeks time cheers and all the best get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram at Daft About Craft 1